0: Are you ready to take your leadership skills to the next level? Whether you're a new volunteer or a veteran scouter, Wood Badge is for you. Wood Badge is the BSA's advanced training program for adult leaders and is coming to the Cherokee Area Council this fall. Scouters will acquire valuable tools such as listening, communicating, conflict management, project planning, and leading change. All skills that will deliver an improved program and a more meaningful experience for the youth we serve. Additionally, you'll make lasting connections with other leaders from across our council. Wood Badge is a five-day course spread over two weekends, September 8th to the 10th and September 30th to October 1st, held at beautiful Skymont Scout Reservation. To learn more about Wood Badge and to register, visit cherokeeareabsa.com. Space is limited, so don't miss this opportunity. Wood Badge, leadership for scouting,
1: leadership for America. The rustle of leaves through the wind, the hoot of an owl, crickets, the crackle of a well-built campfire. The sounds of nature surround us all. If we can just find it through the noise of everyday life. If you follow the Scout Trail, it'll lead you to nature, to real life skills, leadership, and much more for the youth of our great nation. Welcome to Scout on Chattanooga, a podcast designed to encourage and embrace youth leadership right here in our area. Now, from the scenic city, here's Sean Whitfield, Jared Pickens, and Cubmaster Kyle. Hello
2: and welcome to another edition of Scout on Chattanooga. I am Sean Whitfield. Joining me is CEO of Boy Scouts of America, Cherokee Area Council, Jared Pickens and Cub Master Kyle. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Howdy. <laughs> Kyle you were was waiting looking, for it, wasn't you? Kyle was looking across
0: the table and he was like, who's going to say? I saw it in his eyes. He was thinking, Jared, are you going to say? <laughs> howdy or am I going to say howdy but he ripped the bandit off so I'll say yeah. well, it, hello.
2: It wouldn't be a, a typical scout on Chattanooga if <laughs> if uh, Cutmaster Kyle didn't you gotta get that join mi- in immediately. That's you got to right. get that mini pearl going. <laughs> yes, sir. But by the way, uh I, I like that cap you're wearing today. SkyMod established eight is it eighteen
3: seventy three? No, Nineteen seventy three. Yeah. <laughs> We're in the fiftieth anniversary. Eighteen seventy three. Right after the Civil the War. Civil War just concluded. I don't scouts wasn't even established in America then scott was in existence back then it just didn't have a name yet yeah they just called it the mountains yeah for sure the backwoods so uh here we are at
2: the uh end of may approaching uh, the beginning of june and how is how is the world of jared and kyle everything going well jared it's a stare down <laughs> <laughs> how's how's your world you, you, it's st- good thank you. you still got a uh i guess you would say a young baby yeah four months four months yes yeah, so, four months yeah. is yeah i would say that's young
0: and also a baby
2: everything going well with that getting to sleep great. at night no you're not not
0: really <laughs> my wife is sitting here listening to this thinking well, who's he saying he's not getting any sleep he's getting tons of sleep but well, uh, it, yeah, we got to call you out on the
2: carpet uh Uh-oh. are you are you doing your fair share at home to take care of the baby uh no absolutely not <laughs> ashley is
0: far carrying the weight although so I you am, need to pick up some slack here well hold on although i am doing a lot more with theodore which has been uh mm. it's been nice and rewarding and lately um Master kyle would like to hear this uh you know he's five and a half and he'll be six in july and uh we kind of as a baby present for theodore um got him a mario game for the nintendo switch so me and
3: him been playing mario together nice and it's actually kind of fun is it like normal mario or like mario kart which one you've been well we did
0: we did both we did we did the cart for a while and but now it's just like the normal like mario world 3d or whatever you, you gotta
3: get mario party we so worth Mar- it with the have, kids.
0: We have more. We tried that. He didn't really get into that as much as I did. Oh, okay. I like Mario Party. Maybe when he gets a little older, he'll you know, it like it. It takes a long
2: time. It's kind of like a it
3: long does, commitment.
2: Yeah, yeah. Hmm. you know. So that's been kind of fun, Sean. And so
0: oh,
3: we've, we've
2: been doing that. And, and then you're also leading his pack. Is that? Am I speaking that correctly? I I am following in the words and
0: wisdom of the mighty Cubmaster <laughs> Kyle, and I have become a den leader we actually just finished our scouting uh
3: program year
0: program year thank you i was gonna say season but it's not really a a season program year and uh earned their lion rank badges and gave Mm. them their tiger neckerchiefs and he was super jazzed about
2: that so it's pretty exciting well
3: good very cool Mm -hmm.
2: yeah well cut master kyle you been on another cruise yet uh, I, <laughs> I have been on
3: another, one and been on another? about to go on another one <laughs> how much money are you wasting today kyle the, <laughs> I, I, I don't know anybody that goes on as many cruises each year as Cutmaster kyle let me tell you they're cheap for the cost of going to disney world i can go on three if not four cruises wow so, you do wow. about four a year uh at least two sometimes I try to get in four. three but I was gonna say it's four. So, it's like one one a quarter isn't it the yeah something like that <laughs> the day that this podcast comes out I'll actually be on a boat uh in the middle of the ocean so
0: yeah you know mm-hmm. Sean for a year or a Two a year or one a quarter, right? Did you hear that? Yeah. Well, I, I, was, I was I was, just trying to correct
3: him because I knew it was more than two a he's year. Got that, he's got that North Georgia math going on over there. Well, no, like, I don't think we're going to be doing one this fall because we're going to Disney World because Weston has been begging to go to Disney World. You'll so have fun. I think it'll be January before I go on another cruise. But you do uh, a vacation once a quarter then? Uh, Yeah, at least something. Yeah. You know, maybe a long weekend or something like that, but yeah. Everybody's got to take a break. You just gotta recharge, dear. That's what you call big money over there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know what they say: travel's gotten expensive this year. Big daddy, big money. Have you priced? Uh, have you scheduled any vacation this year? No. Check out just we going a, to the beach in Florida or some of these a, places. We, we had f- a we had it's a whole
0: we, That's what we did for vacation this year. We had another human. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it, it was so, a, so that a took a in the deal. budget. It's a raw deal, everybody. Yeah, De- uh, <laughs> that's why that's <laughs> why I, that's why I quit as, a long time ago. As far as vacations, as far as vacations go, zero stars. Do not recommend. <laughs> 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 Sorry, uh, I cut off. I cut off your uh, your So uh, Disney World.
3: Yeah, I Disney like, World. We we, we love that. That was a lot of fun. We went a couple years ago. No, I love Disney World, yeah. I'm uh, hoping my knee is more on the men by the time I get there. But So how many days are you going to do Disney? Um, I think we're going to do four days in the park, but spend seven days total wow. in Orlando. Wow that sounds like a good down payment on a house (laughs) it is i'm having to make payments on it right now i mean (laughs) i mean in
2: in disney wouldn't you say uh if you added up everything the hotel food wouldn't you say a day at disney probably averages about fifteen hundred two thousand dollars for a family
3: Uh, no i don't know that i would go that i mean if, if you
2: just took the total and divided it out it's higher than that i mean you gotta get there well that's what i'm saying right if you just took the overall say it was a ten thousand dollar deal you know average out over however many days
3: well Uh, i can tell you that seven nights at one of the value resorts in october and then three of us uh, our three tickets um for four days in the parks was thirty three hundred dollars before we get there so wow wow have you done a disney cruise no, those things are even more expensive than Disney World.
2: Yeah, I, I knew those were outrageous, but I just knew you were into cruises, so Well, I'm into the
3: redneck cruise line, so um, I'm, a, I'm a carnival uh, guy. Is that a new that's a, that's considered the redneck cruise line? Well, I mean it's not it's not like a super high end, but it's not what, what he meant to say is It's, Marvin's, it's the value It's Marvin's John boat yeah. <laughs> That's for, for our listeners that's, uh, that's Kyle's lovely father Marvin oh, You should see him on those cruises It's funny You'll find him in just a few amount of places Like he doesn't go You know all over the place So if you can't get a hold of him He's either in the casino Asleep in the room <laughs> or, or eating at one of the buffets. That's the three places he goes. <laughs> so he did not wander off far. No. uh uh-uh. Yeah. Well, Eat, good. sleep, and play. I mean, yeah, you know. That's it. So you won't that's find him good.
2: lounging out by the pool or No. Anything? No.
3: <laughs> <laughs> His legs hadn't seen the lot <laughs> of days since Skywon opened. <laughs> In 1873.
2: Oh gosh. <laughs> gosh. All right. Well, uh, let me bring this show back off out of the ditches and back back into scouting what's what's going on in the world of scouting right now
0: well there's a lot going on you know it's getting ready for summer and as we just discussed like with my story you know the scouting program years are winding down and summer is a a great time of some of our highlighted programs like we call them resident or long-term camps at skymont and our cub scouts are going to go down to camp sydney do with our good friends Uh, out of rome which is great i think we've got about 40 or so uh people from our council going down and helping with that and so that's a very exciting time and you know we've got a really it's you know sean it's actually a very it's a very somber moment right now for scouting because we've had uh, a beloved member of our scouting family retire recently (laughs) And uh, <laughs> it's someone sitting in this room. Should and we play some it, music? Well, if we could, yeah. Let's just take your hat off for a moment. Place it over your heart. Do you hand see it over this? your heart. It's
3: the tiniest <laughs> fiddle ever playing. And,
0: and I'm just wondering if Cubmaster Kyle is no longer a Cubmaster.
3: What do wow. we? What do we do? Is it just Kyle now? You stole my what's up forever. <laughs> he'll, he'll go back to Big Daddy
2: Kyle or
0: Cowboy Kyle. Well, it's got to be a scouting thing. I guess it can be Cup. You know, once I can still will, be Cup Master Cub Kyle. Master. You can be Cup Master. Yeah,
3: Kyle. it's. I want the legendary <laughs> Cup Master Kyle. I the want legend. have an immediate pack, but I'll still be, you know, I'll be the he's cub like master a, of all packs. Like a
2: step cub master.
0: <laughs> hmm. <laughs> like a step like cub, a cub master. master twice removed. Well, could
2: you create a new position for him where he's like a regional cub master, Kyle? No, I
3: don't I don't need any more BSA. Uh, <laughs> Cousin <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> uh, you know,
2: since, since I think Kyle was, I think we're still in the thunder from his What's Up. Let's dive into What's Up. What's Up is where we uh, to share one thing going on in our world it gives you our listeners the opportunity to get to know us a little bit better so Cubmaster kyle what's up with you sir
3: well you know we're taping this about a week before it actually comes out to air but as of last night may 22nd yeah um i officially retired as Cubmaster of pack 3177 so uh, i put in three and a half years as Cubmaster. Uh, and then another six months as a <laughs> interim cub master because we were in a bit of a funk there when I first um, uh, started with the pack and it's been a great, great few years and I just felt like it was time for me to move on and, and start, you know, really concentrating, drilling down on some of my council level stuff. So,
0: Do you have anyone you want to, you know, well, well, first I'll say, you know, I'm grateful for all of our scouting leaders, first and foremost, and especially all of our primary unit leaders, which are Cubmasters and Scoutmasters, and you've heard me say it over and over again, you guys are the real MVPs of scouting. But I am very grateful, particularly for you, Kyle, and the work you've done there in Ringgold and Chickamauga and that whole area of North Georgia. And um, you've done a great job. And I just wanted to to see if you want to take this moment, because I know that you've not done it alone. There's probably people that... That you want to give a shout out to, or, you know, I, they won't be as good as you, but maybe people that are taking over, or um, I, I don't know what you got going on.
3: Well, um, a big shout out to Amy Phillips, which is um, a professional scouter with us, um, working membership, but she's also the incoming Cubmaster of Pack 3177. Uh, and then our Lion Den leader from this past year is now going to be the den leader of the Tigers, but he's also going to be our assistant cup master. And he's the Eagle Scout himself. His name is Ethan Dempsey. And um, super proud to have him a part of our unit. Um, we've got a great group of leadership in Ringgold. Um, when I took it over, I think that there were about four leaders left that were regularly attending. And um, <laughs> we're up to 23 leaders right now. Um, which is absolutely incredible for a pack and to be able to operate a pack our size efficiently you really need that kind of leadership so it'd be hard for me to go through all the names uh, of our leaders at pack 3177 but i'm super proud of the work that we've accomplished over the last few years and the gains that we've made and um you know we're setting a high precedent. i feel like um for cub scouting in our area and uh I'm just super excited about it. So your Mondays are now free. Uh, A little more free than they used to be. Um, But I uh, am staying on the committee for PAC 3177, so I'll still be down there. But I'm taking a bigger role at the council level, too. So all of our Cub Scout camping that happens up at Skymont, I'm actually becoming the camp director of. So I'll be doing all of the administration stuff for Cub Scout camping for the two weekends, or... The fall camping, which is two weekends this year, and then the spring camping, which is one weekend, I'll be helping with all that, with Jennifer Strand being our program director for those weekends up there.
2: Jared, have you given him a big office in the headquarters yet? <laughs> I think he's worthy of that. All in due time. I think he's worthy of that corner office. He's,
0: <laughs> he's better than the guy who's in it right now.
2: <laughs> Just nobody? <laughs> I was thinking it was me.
3: Um, Oh, that's Sean caught, was, But
2: But you got to put him a chair the in the other there. corner. What'd you say? You got to put a chair in there for him, though. He's got what? a stool you in there. You don't like my. I can like he, little, he do, You have a stool in your office? I have like a, stand,
0: I have like a little stand up stool. Oh, do you? Okay. That, yeah, I have a stand up desk at home.
2: Because every time I've ever been in your office, you've always been standing. So I didn't. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes hmm. I pace around. My
0: staff hates it. Mm. <laughs> they'll walk by and they'll just see me doing laps. I do
2: think that Cubmaster Kyle does need an office, though, with a title. Well, like uh, assistant CEO. <laughs> assistant to the regional
0: manager. <laughs> you're gonna, of the office you're gonna, gonna double my pay that I make now with the BSA? Yeah, I, I think know. he deserves a raise. Free, free to extra free. You know, I don't know if we can handle that. No, seriously, Kyle, you're you're a phenomenal leader and I
3: really appreciate what you've done. You got some good people behind oh, you. Thank
0: you. Thanks for what you're gonna continue to do.
3: It was a uh, it was quite an honor last night. Um, found out that I've been recognized as a unit leader award of merit which is um pretty significant to get so that was pretty awesome and then um the pack is actually getting me an eagle scout ring which i've been looking at for quite some time and there that was you've gotten me. you've gotten some pretty big awards over the last 12 months
2: you got the one at the uh uh ceremony back at the end of last year too the
3: silver beaver
2: yeah yeah so it, I mean, are there any awards left that Kyle hasn't had? <laughs> this is scouting. There's always awards. There's yeah, always, but another, I, but, award. But There's always about, another award. I'm talking about. I'm talking about that's at the same level or higher than all this he's achieved. Is oh, there anything yeah. any higher? I mean, if yeah, it, but not a lot. Okay. You know, I mean, he's he's getting up there. It's about time to make another patch. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I,
3: look, I'm very humbled by all of this. Um, When I got back into scouting, I just wanted to, you know, to help to to give to the kids what I got out of it when I was when I was a youth. And uh, I think I've accomplished that at the unit level. And hopefully there'll be many, many more years to come at a district and council level of me being able to give back to the kids. so.
2: So 30 years, 40 years from now, when Kyle's in the old man's home. There'll be adults coming by and going, Yeah, we remember when Kyle was our pack leader. He was a big influence in our life. He helped mold us to what we are today. Well, look, that's the
3: kind of influence you're having on people. I said it last night in my final Cubmaster minute, but in a world that only gives 70 or 80% at best, let's let's just try to give just a little bit more. You know, let's give a hundred and five percent, a hundred and ten percent. And if if all of us can come together as scouts and do that, the the US the the entire world is gonna be so much better off if we, we just try to take that extra step would you
2: shoot an email to washington by the way yeah i'll do that they need some help up there <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. and we're getting political <laughs> they can use all the advice they can get yeah. all right uh, jared what's up with you sir well i'll piggyback and i'll be short
0: i'll piggyback off of what i talked about with my son theodore and when you were asking me how things were going with the new one and uh you know uh special shout out Cubmaster kyle's helped me a lot because he helped me with some of my den leader programs that i put on so thank you kyle um, but you know he just earned his first patch and as many of you that are listening will know I have received just countless hours of harassment from Cubmaster Master Kyle and others <laughs> for uh, me they would say throttling my Cub Scouts experience but <laughs> I, I have very tactically decided that um, my Lions we weren't going to push camping or some of those things But the flip side of that is now, um, in the fall will be tigers and it'll be time to go camping. And so I, uh, did kind of a quick inventory and it may come as a surprise for most of you that, that has small children that none of my tents that I had would fit my current family. (laughs) So, (laughs) so I got to go on a fun, uh, tent shopping, uh, adventure online and, uh, Ended up with a great new tent and so excited to get that out and uh, test it. How many person tent did you get? It's a six person. Oh, okay. Which, of course, you know, is just a four person. Yep. Um, and uh, it's a uh, North Face Wawona Six. Oh, look at you. Is what it, well, I got a good deal on it. it was okay. on. Uh, I got a good deal but it has a big vestibule area so you can actually fit like two you can google on your phone or whatever Mm -hmm. um it actually has room for two camp chairs in the vestibule oh okay so it's like it's
3: kind of interesting it's a different kind of layout so i tell you as a recommendation one Mm -hmm. of my favorite places to take first time campers Mm -hmm. is actually the chickamauga battlefield Mm. it's you know youth groups only can go back there it's super cheap to go there and it's but it's not too far away from home that if something is forgotten you Uh, can always go back and grab something it's very
2: convenient to fort overthorpe if you need to get to a store too yeah i was just gonna ask if
0: there's some camp in the fall that might have a camp director that uh would let us in
3: but oh yeah we're definitely gonna let you in there but in september you need to go ahead and go camping with them one time before you send them an hour and a half up the road
0: (laughs) (laughs) dude theodore will be just fine man he's oh yeah he, oh, he's man. gonna look are y'all going he's, weekend
3: one or two have you decided yet i haven't even looked okay haven't even looked that's got the last two weekends in october got it so but it's been it's kind of neat to
0: be getting back into the gear game with some of that and mm-hmm. you know over the summer i gotta
3: sean test out my sleeping
0: pads and make sure they work and you know all that
3: stuff i've got laying around well, just always remember that it tends to be a little colder up at Skymon at night than what the weather actually says.
0: Oh, you're good, man. I am an experienced camper,
3: just, you know, for everybody. <laughs> just just if Kyle doesn't think, yeah. But hey, when I go up to Skymon in the fall, I'll be staying in one of the lodges, so
0: <laughs> I'll be just <laughs> fine. <laughs> all, all weather camping is beanie weather to bring, yeah. is, is one of my rules.
2: Well, I, feet, I, head I've and feet. I've got a camping trip planned. What? Yeah, yeah. It's the only place I ever go camping. It's, is it? It's is called, the Holiday it? Inn? It's called the Marriott.
3: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> is that the top of? Is that the brand oh, of yeah. tent you use? Oh yeah, that's the, uh, <laughs> that's the uh,
2: brown or uh, the brand of outdoor uh, equipment that I use, and <laughs> even comes with a uh, nice little pond in the back.
0: Go swimming. Well, that's pretty good. Yeah. Usually so, uh, if you see a pond near your campsite, it's
2: not a good thing. <laughs> it's not. <a> <laughs> <laughs> uh. Where are you going? Oh, uh, we we go down to Atlanta about once a quarter. Uh Kim loves to go shopping, so we oh, usually that's turn right. that into a weekend trip. Just make sure that we, you take her suitcase next dang time. Dang, I was yeah. going to say that, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, we we're not going I guess our next vacation uh we was in Mexico in April, but we're going back to Mexico in August. It'll be our one year wedding anniversary. Ooh, oh, wow. so yeah, sentimental, amazing. So one year she's one year. Uh, been dealing with
3: me, putting up with it for yeah. one year. For Sure, Kim, well, you're a hero. And Kim, just so you know, I've put up with him a lot longer. <laughs> and you're in for it, okay? <laughs> yeah, but she's in. She,
0: but she's in close uh, proximity
3: here. You yeah, know? this is this is you know. I ain't getting that close with Whitfield. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've never slept in the same tent before.
2: <laughs> uh, well, my world is, uh, you know, been pretty simple. It would probably be boring to anybody that's in scouting listening. Uh, I, I've been, you know, busy with stuff related to my business. We're also preparing for the Chattanooga fitness expo which is a bodybuilding and fitness competition coming up uh, june 3rd and then uh taking care of two houses two yards two of everything and uh spending any spare time i've got on the weekends um shuttling lawn equipment from one house to the other so it's uh it's been you know pretty busy lately that's good life is life is good very blessed that's amazing yeah doing very well so We've got a guest today. So, Jared, who is our guest? Our Garrett. Our, our, Garrick. our what Garrett. What is that? Ooh, can you cut that, Kyle? Our
0: guest is Eric Schmidt, who's the Director of Sustainability for the City of Chattanooga. And excited to hear his story. And he came on High Recommend. So, we're really looking forward to that
2: discussion. All right. Well, it is time for a quick break. For Jared Pickens, come, Master Kyle, I'm Sean Whitfield. And more Scout on Chattanooga to come after this brief message.
1: We'll be back with more. This is Scout on Chattanooga, the podcast.
0: Hey folks, I'm Michael Walton here with your Outdoor Minute. I know we all know the outdoor code. As an American, I will do my best to be clean in my outdoor manners, be careful with fire, be considerate in the outdoors, and be conservation-minded. Speaking of being conservation-minded, a lot of scouts have visited the Tennessee Aquarium, but have you ever toured Tennessee Aquarium's Conservation Institute near Baylor's campus? Our unit took a field trip there to learn about how they are re-establishing native species like brook trout and sturgeon. Dr. Anna George and her staff are doing some important work, especially for those like me that love few things more than fly fishing in a small backcountry stream. If you have tips for practicing the outdoor code, send an email or voice file to info at greenspaceschattanooga.org and you might be on our next Outdoor Minute. Youth leadership in our area starts as young as kindergarten and it's called Cub Scouts with lots of fun activities like camping and hiking and team games and shooting bows and arrows and so much, much more. Parents, you can log on to CherokeeAreaBSA.com and learn how your kindergartner through fifth grader can join the journey of a lifetime.
1: Now, back to Scout on Chattanooga. As we
2: continue Scout on Chattanooga, I am Sean Whitfield, along with Jared Pickens and Cubmaster Kyle. And it is my pleasure to introduce our next guest joining us here in the studio today, Eric Smith, Director of Sustainability with the City of Chattanooga. Hello, Eric. Hey, how are you guys today? Hey, we are doing great. Thank you for taking some time to join us. Super glad to be here. Now, when I think of the word sustainability, I'm, I'm sure I'm like many of the, our listeners out there, they're going, okay, now. What exactly, how would you define the job description of director of sustainability, and what is exactly sustainability? Um, How would you describe all that? Yeah,
4: yeah, um, so I'll I'll flip it and and try to do my best at the definition first, and I think the easiest way to say it, and there are many definitions of sustainability, you hear the word used a lot, um, Mm -hmm. but it's basically doing things in a way Today that so we can continue to enjoy our quality of life the way we live it today in the years ahead and generations ahead so our kids that come behind us can enjoy uh, all the all the amenities and uh, quality of life that we've got so. Sometimes that means taking a look at how we can do things a little bit more efficiently so that we can preserve natural resources so that they're there for generations to come, uh, whether those are energy resources or natural resources. So uh, my job uh, as director of sustainability is to work across departments and with the mayor's office to incorporate more sustainable practices and um, set goals that help point our ship in that direction, but also become a leader for the community and find ways to engage with community partners, because uh, everybody knows government can't get everything done uh, on its own, and, mm-hmm. and that's not the way it should be. So um, so we're excited um, with, to be kicking off um, with uh, Mayor Kelly's administration to, to do a number of initiatives that,
3: that help forward sustainability for Chattanooga. So to rewind a little bit, I actually want to get some background from you. What, um, you know, growing up, were you a bit of an environmentalist? Um, What made you want to get into sustainability and making that your career choice? Um, I, I would say
4: what I was to begin with was just a kid outside, and uh, I grew up in Houston, Texas, and so um, growing up on the the in the suburbs on the edge of uh, development, and and also where that met deep uh, um, Gulf Coastal Plain woods. Um, Provided me the opportunity to run run free there and and, and uh, grow an appreciation. Um, my father and I did Indian guides, and so spent a, a number of weekends outside camping with friends, and then um, doing that as a family as well. So. Um, I think I just uh, you know, saw the value in that, and I guess at the same time as I got older and watched our community grow and expand pretty rapidly, obviously, in Houston, um, some of the things that created the quality of life that were present in the earlier years became a little less apparent, and so yeah. when a two-lane blacktop road, farm-to-market road, FM uh, 1960 was what I grew up off of, goes from a two-lane blacktop through the woods to a seven-lane road with just unlimited uh, um, shopping centers and no Mm -hmm. kind of zoning uh, to go along with that. You could have you know um you know stores that you might not want to have pop up right next to a school that kind of thing and so i think somewhere along the line those two things clicked for me and and uh um you know certainly recognize that the growth will continue to happen and it's good and um i think uh our uh, parks administrator scott martin just said uh and had been thinking along these lines that that um, growth is actually how we make sure that we do things right. Um, the more we we grow together and incorporate um, our appreciation for the balance with nature into our growth is the only way that we really make that happen. Hmm. So how did you get to Chattanooga? So you're, you're a Texan by birth. It's always a girl, isn't it?
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I like to say, just yeah. since you're from Texas, I yeah. can say this. And my yeah. wife is going to chuckle when she hears this. Yeah. As a lifelong Tennessean who spent six and a half years in that part of the country in Oklahoma City, which Mm -hmm. you may know is North Dallas. Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) Nice
4: nice little suburb. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. Nice (laughs)
0: suburb of Dallas. Um, I always said, if you're a Texan, thank a Tennessean. That's right. You know, the whole Alamo thing.
4: Oh, absolutely. Sorry
0: for the the digression. No, no,
4: it's a great digression. And it's it's funny because um, I wouldn't have ended up back here. If my mother in law, who was from Chattanooga, hadn't ended up in Texas, and so um, my wife and I actually grew up maybe thirty minutes apart from each other, went to the same mall and movie theater, um, just happened to meet in college, and uh, our our hallmates uh, introduced us. And so, um, you know, we we spent a couple years more in Texas after graduating, and when she finished her master's, we we could see that life kind of gets you pulled in and and we uh as much as we love texas we wanted to see a little something different and so we moved to chattanooga um lived here for a year then moved down to atlanta for a few years and moved back as soon as we started our family and we've been here since 2004 so this is this is home and uh but the first time i visited was in 1997 um certainly wasn't thinking about starting a family yet, but we were walking around downtown and the red brick buildings and just the, the, the climate, frankly, was a lot more pleasant, (laughs) kind of nice, um, a breeze. I was like, what is that? Um, but, um, I just thought, um, in the back of my mind, this seems like a nice place to raise a family. So, Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that's what we've that's what we've done. We've got a daughter who's a freshman at University of Tennessee. Uh, excuse me, she's a sophomore next year, and uh, son will be a senior at Notre Dame High School. So, oh well, um, congratulations! Yeah, um, it's it's been a lot of fun and um, kind of go back to your question. Uh, I spent the first half of my career here as an environmental consultant for a company called Arcadis, and they're an engineering environmental consulting firm. that's a global, and they just have an office here. Um, and did everything from construction stormwater compliance on highway projects for tdot to nepa environmental studies and water okay. quality monitoring and all that kind of stuff got my my technical chops there i guess you could say and then um this opportunity came up uh in 2014 for the director's sustainability position at the city and it um it felt like it took a lot of the components of my background um and honestly just being able to take more of my time and pro- professional time and resources and apply them to our own backyard. Um, that was something that I wanted to do since I traveled so much on the other job.
3: So when you're looking and you've traveled mm-hmm. um, a, a lot of our country, I'm mm-hmm. sure, mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes to sustainability, where would you say that Chattanooga is at compared to other cities and towns across America?
4: Mm. Uh, um, You know, we're honestly better positioned for a lot of things and we're doing a lot of things right. and um, we also have a lot of potential for improvement. Um and that I'm not trying to sidestep the, the, the question um just between the amount of natural resources that we have, the amount of people that are focused and you all probably know this just from talking to so many people people that are here whether you're from here or move here you you kind of want to be here there's something special Mm -hmm. about the place that you want to sort of invest in and so um i don't know that that's a a characteristic you find in in bigger places Mm -hmm. and um and so um we also do a lot of things that um that, that come as a free service through your you know city taxpayer dollars that you have to pay for in addition whether it's nashville or atlanta including recycle pickup and the free brush pickup that you can turn around and get a trailer and i think i've done 10 loads of of free city mulch and and save mm-hmm. you know hundreds of dollars doing that but um um and and so we have legacy challenges though too from the the steel foundries and the and the soil the foundry <laughs> sand soils and cleaning that kind of stuff up um and uh, you know our industry is lightened up we're we're more of a tourism and 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 cleaner uh industry uh town now uh so in a lot of ways um you know and we you know first first city in the nation i think our our uh, electric sh- downtown shuttle service just turned 30 years old so wow, carl oh, would wow. appreciate um that being mentioned and and so um, but then there's a lot of disparities, you know, a lot of a lot of legacy stuff, like I said, from the steel industry and other things. Not to pick on them, that, that they got us to where we are, and it's just we have to figure out kind of a new uh, way of doing things, and um, and and so some of our communities though in those areas um you know uh, frankly our, our minority communities of in the education gaps and the opportunity gaps there's a lot of that ties back together with sustainability so we have some some challenges there but again we have the resources to to take care of these things so um but just the scale you know it's hard to compare a uh us to Houston, Atlanta, Nashville, um, they, as, as, as much uh, initiative as they put in them, it's, you know, it's, it's sheer volume of people and cars moving and all that. Mm-hmm. So.
3: So it, you brought up the steel industry, yeah. you know, Chattanooga was once known as probably one of the nastiest cities in America. So would you say that we have come a long way or yeah. there's still a long way to go?
4: We've, we have, I would say, you know, gosh, it's hard to put a percentage on it. Um, We've come an extremely long way from being, you know, having the the poorest air quality in the nation. And that was even before the Clean Air Act was that was 1969. Walter Cronkite Mm -hmm. read that over the the evening news. And that was uh, due to some monitoring that the air pollution control boards were handling at the time. And so the the Clean Air Act, um, you know, it took through the 70s to sort of either come into compliance with those air quality laws. And so. Uh, yeah, yeah, you used to have to drive around with your headlights on, and and uh, you know the stories of businessmen taking two shirts to work to change out because the soot in the air. So certainly a long, long way from that to have the. Iron Man, where you can swim in the Tennessee River. I mean, swimming in a creek in, in Houston, I did it. I'm not sure it was the best <laughs> idea. Uh, but so we have access to a tremendous amount of outdoor resources. And I know that's where the Boy Scouts are, you know, fundamental and bringing kids to. And and so, and, and, and honestly, I mean, aside from following the girl, you know, having clean water and woods to hike through. Um, it was a huge attractant for me. I still do it i mm-hmm. I plan on getting out as soon as possible. I took my first year's dip in North Chickamauga Creek the other weekend and a little cold, but <laughs> we've we've got it a, <laughs> a little yeah goodness yeah uh Probably freezing I saw we saw a trout, so they're stocking apparently there I, I knew they were on big soddy, but um so yeah we are we are you know as we are I, I think I just temper everything in that you can you can go back to where we were. If we stop doing what we're doing, and I, I think you. that's the that's the thing. So we we always want to kind of look for ways to keep going in the direction we're going.
0: Well, I think Eric, um, you know, I'm uh, not a native of Chattanooga, lifelong Tennessean except for that six and a half year diaspora in uh, mm-hmm. in Oklahoma. But um, Chattanooga is such outside looking in. You know, I grew up mm-hmm. in Nashville and mm-hmm. spent time in Knoxville and Crossville and all over. But uh, outside looking in Chattanooga you're right was always this like kind of a wow moment right Mm -hmm. because it became something uh that in the near term it wasn't and that that was a really good thing and now to live here and to see the amount of ecotourism i Mm -hmm. guess you could say Mm -hmm. that's coming around a lot of that's due to the nature and the scenery we have and so i'm just Mm -hmm. interested it sounds like you Mm -hmm. get out a lot Mm -hmm. into those spaces Mm -hmm. Top two places that you enjoy being in the outdoors here in the Valley.
4: Oh, gosh. Um, I I just mentioned one of North Chickamauga Creek. Uh, I had a poster of the Nature Conservancy several years, had it on this poster of one of the top 100 places worth preserving um, and bow water paper. Uh, believed he it to the state, um, and that's helped with presence of having rangers out there and reducing the amount of garbage that people haul in there, um, and and so having a having a, just a regular presence there. But that that is a phenomenally uh, you know biodiverse area, less than thirty minutes from downtown, um, and so that that is certainly one um, uh, uh, my go to uh, uh, for for putting on. The burner is to hike up Lookout Mountain from uh, reflection riding and uh, gain about a thousand feet, you know, a little less than two miles going up. And um, so those are two of my favorite. We live on Missionary Ridge, which is um strangely enough you you either it it go from hearing jake breaks on the ridge cut to (laughs) um to you know coyotes howling and owls right outside the window to sandhill cranes migrating over and seeing a flock of them fly over um saw a white-tailed deer um not that long ago for the first time on the ridge so we've got everything had a coyote run up the, the street so having that kind of wildlife experience in Chattanooga. Scott was just talking about it yesterday and, and uh, told him I'd, uh, it's been a few years, but in addition to beaver and otter and those kinds of things I looked it up in a field book just to double check myself, but saw mink at the foot of oh wow the View Arts District one time when That's I was out awesome. on my kayak. Yeah, it had the white patch on its chest and on its paws, so Wow. That's what it was. Uh, i seen one at the Ochoa. Um well, so I saw,
0: I mean, my son Theodore and I, yeah. Kyle, we just saw a raccoon like in our neighborhood It was, and it was not even dusk yet. I mean, it was yeah. like six o'clock and yeah. they're just, just going on a big old raccoon, yeah. you know, and, and yeah. my dog found a possum in the backyard. Yeah. So you're right, there's a lot of uh, engaging nature and just yeah. fun fact, I don't yeah. live too far from you yeah. and when I was doing research, I live on the Brainerd side, mm-hmm. some of those older neighborhoods mm-hmm. back in there from the ridge and uh, uh, even as far back as 1920s and 30s there mm-hmm. were marketing efforts I don't know if Sean and Kyle you've heard them but there were marketing efforts to market the whole Brainerd area because they said manufacturers not allowed east of the ridge Right. so that missionary ridge line was like the manufacturing line and that's why a lot of these suburbs that me and Sean and, and others live in out here at East Brainerd developed that direction
4: That that's really fascinating so, yeah.
0: so selfishly you know, I just finished, uh, and our listeners will know, lion cub scout year mm-hmm. with my son Theodore in his den of cubs, and you know we participated in a an energy saving project. We had to yep. do that's like one of the little you know requirements we had to do for something we did, and so I'm just interested. You know, what are some things that that parents or families or leaders could could do or visit that would be really interesting and help cultivate that uh, that awareness to our scouts.
4: Um, uh, great question um, so um, try, you know a few things um, the, um, the and this has been sort of a, a, a growing trend that that the city and uh, EPB or, or electric power board um, and nonprofits like green spaces have helped to encourage through their net zero homes um, the city uh, worked with um, uh, this is not a, a visitable place, really, unless you you, you really don't want to have a good reason to go there. But the Police Services Center on <laughs> uh, M. Nicola, we worked with EPB to create an electric microgrid. Um, we did a roof rep- replacement and put some solar on the roof. Uh, bought a diesel it had to be a diesel because we had to upsize the the generator's backup. And they did a battery and a microgrid controller. So if the power goes out, TVA's got the five nines of reliability. Basically, you know. 99.999% reliable. EPB's got a great grid. Those are energy efficient things. So if the power goes down, we've got power there. Um, the, the Another example of that, um, that uh, don't want to get ahead of their, their comms, but the the uh, new Workforce Development Center over in East Chattanooga and he's, um, is being built to that. Um The downtown library, um, as as an example, they were our showcase project in the Department of Energy's Better Buildings Challenge, and we replaced 800 fluorescent lights with just 108 pendant LED lights. And then, not only is there as much light, there's more light. Of course, you know, wax buff the floors and also put in a new HVAC system. That saved the city over forty one percent on their energy bills. Um, so, so so hold on hold on. They yep. saved
0: the city for that it, facility for that facility. Okay, sorry I was like, wow. sorry. Yeah yeah.
4: Um, That's still outstanding though. It, it is. It's a
0: big. It's like a five story
4: building. It, yeah, and um, uh, built in nineteen seventy six. So um, it's as old as I am, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> they waited about that long to start changing the lights. And they well, I shouldn't say that they were. It was overdue, but um, you know. Um, so I'm trying to think of some more, uh, energy efficient, uh, things, um, or the, what about good. the mulch yards and stuff? Are those available for, for, I mean, I remember when
0: I was a kid, I, I went to a mulch yard for 4-H and they talked about that and we talked about, uh, conservation, uh, uh, I don't remember the right words, but but basically erosion controls mm-hmm. and and how you could use mulch to help with erosion controls yeah. and
4: probably thinking of best management practices that BMPs is what we call them in the highway construction and other construction practices stormwater control. So yeah, the the city collects all the brush that we pick up on the on your curbside pickup is taken off behind the police services center off Amnicola to the wood recycling center. Uh, which also happens to co house our household hazardous waste collection center. So uh, on chattanooga.gov under public works and waste, um, so it's, I think it's the solid waste division, but somewhere in the public works page, you can take your 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 paints your your automotive fluids and things like that there and get those disposed of properly and we work with the state of Tennessee to make sure all that's done correctly but all that wood mulch we have a contract uh, with a grinding contractor they grind that stuff up and we've got just big old piles of it more or less an unlimited supply since we're constantly picking up new brush. Um, yeah, you can put it on trailer, no cost to a city resident um, to to take that. They just ask you to slow down over the scale to pick up the weight and uh, take it home. And so that's that's an example. It's a great example of the circular sort of economy. And I guess another example of that just um while we're on the topic is um is our recycling program and recycling has challenges all over the world in our country and you know what's the the end use but two two great examples um for us um in chattanooga uh, is the the west rock Paper company who who we worked with their they are our material recovery facility or MRF. um and so we either take the sorted materials to them and sell and they they sell to a big buyer for that kind of stuff but in terms of the paper products they get sorted out they grind that stuff back up it's a fascinating uh, tour they don't do them often so um, uh, but they've got spools. The The new ones are 50 years old, and the old ones are 100 years old on the paper spools for making the cardstock. But they grind that stuff up, create the cardstock, and take it over their um, cardboard packaging uh, plant off of uh, Cromwell Road and turn it into uh, food containers. And so, hmm. and and boxes that get used and bought by Amazon, shipped and theoretically re-recycled here in town. So, that's kind of a circular so, thing.
0: So, you bring up recycling. Yep. Um, we actually have at my house, we have two recycling bins. Mm-hmm. So, in the city of Chattanooga, you can get, just, I guess this is still the case, yep. you you. You have to pay for two trash cans but you can get two
4: recycle bins for free that's cr- I, I think you get one trash can for free but if you get a second one there is a a, a small upcharge on that but yes the to your point you can get two recycle 96 gallon rolling containers so so we
0: do we do that because we shop yeah. online we have yeah. all the boxes and stuff and yep. um glass mm-hmm. you know we've been some places where you can recycle glass in the, the yeah. curbside and then here we well, can't and and we didn't know yeah. that for like yeah. six months. We were putting glass in there. And <laughs> one of sorry. our neighbors was like, hey, you can't put glass in there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
4: so what's the Just deal with glass? Real real quick on that. You can take them to any of the, the city's uh, five convenience centers that are located uh, throughout town. The map for those is on Chattanooga.gov as well. So the reason that we don't want it in single stream is that it gets broken down under the compaction. It gets intermingled with the rest of the stuff, and you have to remember all the stuff ends up on a conveyor belt. And so if a load is contaminated with, so whether it's glass or liquids or fake Christmas trees or sure. garden hoses is another one that apparently gets gunked up. And by all means, if, if nothing else gets heard please do not put plastic bags in the single stream curbside recycling. Don't, don't bag your stuff and don't put them in there. You can take the plastic bags to your uh, grocery store. I just did it yesterday. Um, but those get caught up in the, in the conveyor belt stuff. And so you have to think recycling is a business and the product is what you're putting in that container. So the better the condition that the product is in, whether it's in a, a, a hopper, a roll off hopper or in a truck, the more likely it is to get separated and, and packaged up and sent to a buyer. So all that to say, sorry for the technical <laughs> take on it, but just don't put glass in the in the single stream and uh, nobody gets hurt. Well, uh, Kyle,
0: yeah. you're going to have to dig all those Bud Light bottles out of us. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Dump
4: it out, start over. <laughs> Eric, it is, it
2: is time for us to come to a close, but okay. before we do for those that are out there listening that would like to seek out more information, where can they go online for that?
4: Um, So um, you can go to the chattanooga.gov website. Um, One of the first things you'll see there is our our climate action plan. It's basically a big sustainability plan. You can link through there. Uh, It'll take you to the sustainability page. I'm in the city planning department. Another thing people can do is if they've got a question, just email sustainability at chattanooga.gov. Um, and so, right now, that's kind of the best way. We're the city as a whole is working on a, a web page overhaul, and so in the coming years, we'll get that that uh, you know some better resources up for people to see. But that's a good place to start. Yeah, Eric,
2: thank you for coming and giving us a brief overview and education on sustainability and. I'm sure there's many scouts and scout leaders out there that have learned a lot today.
4: Well, thank you for having me, and I encourage all the scouts out there to keep doing what they're doing and and think about uh, uh, anything they can do to give back to their world. So thank you so much. Oh, you're very welcome.
2: All right, it's time for a quick break. For Jared Pickens, Cubmaster Kyle, I'm Sean Whitfield, and more Scout on Chattanooga to come after this brief message.
1: We'll be back with more. This is Scout on Chattanooga, the podcast.
2: Did you hear that?
0: The outdoors are calling. Are you ready for an adventure of a lifetime? Camping, hiking, shooting sports, wilderness survival, and so much more. Your new adventure is waiting for you in a Scouts BSA troop. Go
3: to CherokeeAreaBSA.com to find your path to youth leadership.
1: For more than hundred years, the Order of the Arrow has recognized scouts and scout leaders who best exemplify the Scout Oath and Law in their daily lives. Arrowmen are known for maintaining camping traditions and spirit, and for providing cheerful service
3: to others. OA service activities, adventures, and training for youth and adults are models of quality leadership, development, and programming that enrich and help to extend Scouting to America's youth. For more info on the OA and Scouting in our area. Visit CherokeeAreaBSA.com.
1: And now, Scout on Chattanooga's Campfire Conversation. A sit-down with a real-life scout with an incredible story. Hello and
3: welcome into this month's edition of our Campfire Conversation, where we sit down with real scouts and scouters and talk about the amazing things that they are doing in the BSA. And today, we have Eagle Scout Maggie Creel on with us. You're... uh, up in Cleveland, right? What's your troop number?
5: Um, we're troop fourteen forty-four.
3: Very cool. And how long have you been up there in Cleveland?
5: Um, our troop started about four years ago, right after I was a Weeblow arrow of light in thirty forty-four.
3: Okay, so you got started in Cub Scouts. Um, what rank did you first earn and what's some of your favorite things that you got to do while you were in Cub Scouts?
5: Let's see. So Cub Scouts was interesting for me because my brother had done WeBlow 1 and WeBlow 2, and I started at WeBlow 2. I was with three other girls who are no longer with us, sadly, but I was with them three, and we progressed through it. My (laughs) first award in Cub Scouts was the Rain Gutter Regatta And I got to build a ship, and my dad helped me with that when they gave us a little kit. And we had gone to our church that we did scouts at, and we did it out there in the parking lot. And that was really fun for me because I got to build all sorts of things. And that's really my first thing that I really did that was big in the cub pack
0: So so what made you want to continue after all that?
5: I really wanted to continue like doing scouting and stuff because I really like not just like going on campouts and doing all the like things that you do on the campouts or like cabin glamping campouts that we sometimes do during winter. I really wanted to continue getting to go outdoors and getting to find the social aspect of it as well because I'm a very social person. I love being around people. People are like my big thing. And I made a lot of good friends with the troop and the rest of them. And I really also wanted to better my leadership skills, which I did that by taking different trainings like MILT, ILST, and also being in the OA, um, I got to see how I could better exemplify my cheerful service because I was one of the first people to of my troop to go up to our deal that weekend and get my sash. And so that's how I can help with like cheerful service and all of that.
3: So-, so you just told us about NYLT, which is the national youth leadership training that happened up at Skymont a few months ago. Plus you become a member of the OA, which is the order of the arrow which uh, b- makes you an Arrowman? Um, can you tell us a little bit about how that went? Uh, I know that there's a lot of traditions involved, so we can't talk about absolutely everything, but it is a really cool part of our organization.
5: Yes. So Order of the Arrow is an honor society within scouting, and there's a lot of traditions that we can't really say because, you know, that kind of ruins the whole or going up to our deal and everything. Mm-hmm but we do a lot of cheerful service that is one of the main principles. The second principle is brotherhood and we try to like come together in brotherhood and like fellowship with each other. Like as activity chairman, I get to like plan all of these things and do all of the stuff with the social people and that's what I really like to do, which is why I was so excited to become activity chairman. I have also been a part of the ceremonies team And I just got moved to a different ceremony, but that's still fun because I really like being able to show people and be a part of their ordeal journey because that's what it's all about is you want them to be having the best time and you want it's for the candidates.
3: So I think what I'm hearing is that you are really, really involved in Scouts BSA. Am I right?
5: (laughs) Yes, that is correct.
3: So you get into Scouts BSA, you get to start camping, you get to be a part of the Order of the Arrow, you take NYLT. Of all this stuff, what's probably one memory that really sticks out to you as you were kind of making that trail to Eagle over the last couple of years?
5: I know people are sometimes, like, complaining about their first campouts. I loved my first campout, to be honest with you. The 2019 Highland Games was a blast for me because my troop, we are very, very, like, happy, upbeat, let's make a song, let's keep going, let's do all these things, and we just love to do that, and so whenever we were participating in challenges, we didn't necessarily win any of the challenges, but we did end up winning the Scout Spirit Award, which personally, in my opinion, is gold beyond any level, because it shows how you interact with your troop and it shows that your troop can work together even if you did not win anything.
0: You know, I'm just really interested, Maggie, in what was a time when everything went wrong
5: on a camp out for you oh. and what happened? What immediately popped into my head was a sake dino chicken nugget. We tried to... <laughs> 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 okay, so here we are. We tried to cook... Dino chicken nuggets on a campout that like came in those freezer bags and we tried to cook it in a Dutch oven and it didn't really end up as good. But we're not allowed to cook those anymore on camp outs. Still <laughs> <really funny>.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. Was it at least edible?
5: They were edible. We all ate them, <laughs> except the adults. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they must have known better, huh? I guess the Dino chicken nuggets are not supposed to be so floppy, huh, and like gelatinous. like they're supposed to be more crisp. I guess you didn't really crisp them up, huh?
5: No, we tried.
3: <laughs> so now that you are one of the um, let's say youth leaders now that you've earned your eagle in uh, fourteen forty four. Um, what would you say is some of your best traits that you would like to show the, uh, the younger girls in the troop, you know, just how to become an Eagle Scout and what it takes to be that?
5: Becoming an Eagle Scout is challenging. Yes, because you have to know how to word your sentences. You have to know how to manage your different finances. You have to know how to do all of these different things, which is why they have the merit badges that you have to complete in order to start your Eagle paperwork and all of that. In the process of that. So like, I love to help my girls with anything that they need, which is why I love to help out my girls with their different merit badges because we just started music merit badge and I am a part of the Cleveland high school marching band and concert band and I play clarinet and so I get to like help my girls if they didn't know how to read music or if they didn't know how to play instrument which I think all of our girls except maybe two have an instrument that they play but like getting to like help them with that or with journalism journalism helps you like teach skills that you can't like write different things like essays it can help you on essay projects for even school and it can also help you word your part of your sentences or put it in an order for your eagle project which can help them with that as well
3: so let's bring up your eagle project right now it was uh, just recently featured in chatter magazine can you go into detail about what your Eagle Scout project was and kind of how you accomplished that?
5: Yes, of course. So I got inspired by the disability awareness badge because I love working with like special education, the special education teams at like different schools and different environments. I really like fell in love with the, my middle school's special education department because they had a program called peer tutoring, that you could go and help them during their related arts. Like it could be gym, it could be art, and you would go and you would help them like get through the class or whatever, but you would also get the credit for your class. And so I talked with the special education teacher at that time. She retired the year after, sadly. Um, But it was always her dream to have sensory gardens. And so I was like, heck yeah, I'm going to do sensory gardens for Cleveland Middle School. That sounds like a fantastic idea. So I got like all of my different things together for that. And it just expanded the idea even further. And I ended up having a lot of money still left over. So I got to go and buy them like a garden basket and like extra plants that they could plant in the spring as well. That was really, really cool. And they really enjoy it. I love getting to see pictures of them enjoying planting things because also a kid who like did not eat salad, he would not go near vegetables like at all. He hated it. He like will like pick the kale up and eat it straight up like out of the garden. Uh-huh. And I was like, that is amazing. I just love that.
3: So for no, for people that have never heard of a sensory garden, can you kind of explain that to us?
5: Yes. A sensory garden highlights the five senses that you have of your body sight, smell, taste, touch, and hearing. So like for one of my gardens, I would have like sort of spiky or like textury leave sort of things inside. Like you just get some colorful things and sorts that you can put in there. And for sound, I could not find any sound plants that are like there and visibly able to plant in the ground that'll probably stay for longer or would be a pain to like get in the ground and everything. Uh-huh. So I ended up just doing a wind chime and putting a pumpkin there cause they were gonna do a pumpkin project. So there was also that. And for taste, I just put like some peppers out there and some kale for that because it really just shows that you can like get in there. You can show them, hey, this is how you use that sense in case they don't fully understand how to comprehend that sometimes. Because yes, like special education kids need a little more help sometimes to understand things that we usually can get like this. And that's what I love about sensory gardens and sensory walls and people who love to help those people with that is because it shows them like, hey, you can do this. This is a way that you can show this.
3: I have to say, I definitely really admire that about you. So cool that you were able to do this project for Cleveland Middle School. Um, What was probably the hardest thing about this project to get accomplished?
5: So one of the hardest things I'm pretty sure was the day that we were getting all of the supplies we had to, the cleanup afterwards was like horrendous half the time because um, one of my sponsors, you could say, Mm -hmm. was Will Council and he literally said you can come by my house and get a truck full of crap of horse manure. And I was like, that sounds amazing. Thank you so much for that. Um, And so that's what we did, but it was horrendous to clean up. And I had my mother and my brother help me with that.
3: (laughs) So that's what it takes to be a family member. And your brother is an Eagle Scout as well. Am I right?
5: Yes, he is an Eagle Scout.
3: Very cool. So you get through this project um, you've been in Scout several years. Uh, what does it mean to be one of the first girls in our council to earn your Eagle Scout award?
5: So it's really cool to be a female Eagle Scout in the Cherokee Area Council because it not only provides like different, op- more opportunities that are open to you. Like I got to do the Friends of Scouting banquet a couple weeks ago, and I got to go to the Eagle Scout banquet before that. And it's just really cool opportunities that you get because like all of a sudden so many more doors are open for you and you're like, oh my gosh, this is really cool. And then you also get to not only do that within the, your council, but within your true. Like my true only one person has equaled and she was like aging out as she was eagling and like me being 14, I still have about four years left to help my other girls like get to their goal. Cause I know some of them want to eagle. Some of them want to get in OA. Some of them want to go to sea base. Some of them mm-hmm. want to do all these different things. And so it's really cool that I get to help them with that. And so, yeah,
3: you were just spoke at the friends of scouting lunch a few weeks ago, with uh, Shane Beamer, the uh, head coach of South Carolina football. What was that like being one of our Eagle Scout hosts of that event?
5: Yes, it was kind of nerve wracking because I was one giving a speech, but it was also really a cool opportunity because, you know, like all of these people have come together together. And you're trying to get more donors to help you even go on adventures in scouting. And so me personally, I really was excited to do this because I got to write a speech and I got to say that speech. And it was about my scouting journey and what I love to do. And like, I love getting to share that stuff, especially when people like ask me questions about it. That's just fantastic.
3: Well, I can tell you that so far, your scouting journey is absolutely incredible. And I love hearing your story today. And I can't wait to hear about the next few years because you are most definitely one that has eagled up and not eagled out like we see so often. So a big bravo to you and congratulations for all your accomplishments thus far.
5: Thank you so much.
3: Maggie, one last question for you before we let you go. What is next? Like, what does your summer hold? What you're looking at doing in the fall? What kind of fun is coming up for you?
5: Okay. So actually this summer, I'm so looking forward to first staffing at Skymont Scout Reservation this Woo-hoo! summer as a CIT. I am so excited because... I really wanted to do it last year and like work in handicraft and all that stuff, because that's my passion is handicrafts and getting mm-hmm. things with my hands, but also getting the experience of it, which means I have to be a CIT in 14 before then, but that's okay. And I only get to work up there about one or two weeks before I get to go to sea base this summer, which on the way down there, we have just discovered our plan, which we get to go to St. Augustine and go explore like the floor fort and downtown, and awesome. then we get to go and stay at b and B the night before we drive down to Seabase. And so we're all like super excited for that. It's like five of the girls out of seven. That,
3: that sounds absolutely amazing. Sounds like you're gonna have a absolute blast this summer. Absolutely. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. We look forward to hearing more of your story over the next few years. And uh, just keep going at it, girl, okay? Okie doke.
1: For more scouting spotlights or to get your son or daughter involved in scouting, go to CherokeeAreaBSA.com. Now, back with the final word here's Sean Whitfield, Jared Pickens, and Cubmaster Kyle.
2: As we continue Scout on Chattanooga, I am Sean Whitfield along with Jared Pickens and Cubmaster Kyle our uh, guest eric smith was uh educational i learned some things yeah definitely there's a lot to learn and i'm I'm glad
0: i I now no longer feel as bad for not recycling glass Mm -hmm. since he said uh you know that it's basically just sand and eventually it's going to return to that eventually so (laughs) uh, so
2: take that neighbors so you can ease your conscience (laughs) take that (laughs) yeah All right. Well, uh, it is time for us to come to a close. So, uh, Cubmaster Kyle, any final words before we go today?
3: Well, I just want to say for all the scouts and scouters out there listening, don't forget to always pick up on our outdoor minute that – Uh, Michael does a great job for us every single month here about some ways that us as Scouts can be more sustainable in our society uh, while we're on the trail and even off the trail in our neighborhoods. And I also want to say a big, uh, huge thank you to Maggie Creel for coming on for our Campfire Conversation. Her sensory garden as her Eagle Scout project was just awesome, right?
0: Yeah, what an outstanding project that was, Kyle. And it was a delight to have her on. And, uh, you know, it takes a lot of courage. You know, Maggie's helped us out with a few different things, our mm-hmm. Friends of Scouting luncheon and, and this. And so um, we, we hope that it's helpful for other people to hear that experience. I know, you know, myself, I'm going to need ideas for Eagle Scout projects um, as I try to cultivate that within my own son. So
3: And if you want to know more about Maggie's Eagle Project, she was actually featured recently in a magazine.
0: Yeah, I think it was Chatter Magazine mm-hmm. here in Chattanooga. it's a great article talking about um, some of the top achieving young people of our community. And so it's great. Even though she lives in Cleveland, it was awesome for them to include her.
2: Mm-hmm. Guys, i got to share this with you before we go. I uh, Two Saturdays ago, th- well, maybe three Saturdays ago, I was walking in to Elder's Ace Hardware on East Brainerd Road. Oh, boy, did you uh, get hit up? And over, I know what's coming. over to the right side of the entrance was a table. Bam! And uh, some scouts were there selling those. Uh, cards.
3: I, ha- I happen to let you know that those cards are recyclable <laughs> and you can use the middle part of the card over and over and over again. And then you recycle it once it expires. So Good point. How many tens of cards did you get?
2: Uh, you know, I asked them if they took credit cards and they said they didn't. So I couldn't get it. <gasps> oh
3: i got to talk with them. Uh-oh. We're going to have a conversation. Uh-oh. No, I'm kidding about that part.
2: <laughs> Actually, uh, lucky for me, they were very busy, and I just slid on by them and then slid <gasps> right oh, out. I oh, see how it is. I see how it is. But I waved as I was walking by. Oh, that's even worse. You waved. You are like, you're not
3: getting me today. I'm too cheap for you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you waved. Oh,
2: my gosh. I had to bring this up, <laughs> didn't I? You, you did bring it up uh, so <laughs> h- how much longer are the camp guards still being on sale for maybe you, i can recover for you
4: they'll be available all year oh, yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: it's uh, like uh, what do you call that that uh, some some religion uh christian religions do where they penance or something yeah you know, penance. Penance? that's
3: what it was yeah, yeah. wow <laughs> now so uh, what we've done is we used to have a hard date on when to turn in cards um but right now what we're asking units to do is just go ahead and stop by the scout office and pay for the cards that you have sold. And if you want to keep them for another month or so, we're happy to let you go ahead and do that and um, try to sell some more cards leading up into summer camps. Do they ever expire? uh, They expire at the end of the year, and then that's when we have a new round of cards that come out in February. But you can always donate to a local
0: unit too, or if you feel guilty, if you see them out in public, you could just slip them a ten dollar. You know they'll yeah. those
2: kids will appreciate it. All right, I'll I'll try to make a note of that. <laughs> <laughs> make a note. Matter of fact, you're breaking up right now, Jared. <laughs> it's like a bad sell signal.
0: Kyle, Kyle's like you know he's he's gonna hear back from these kids man there was this guy we're pretty sure we saw him a few weeks ago but when he came back it's like june he's wearing a trench coat and like a hat and glasses oh
5: goodness
3: we saw that guy up at skymon he was wearing blue jeans and that ladies
0: and gentlemen concludes this month's edition of the sean whitfield roast I'm Jared Pickens. As I, remains, I was Cubmaster Kyle. I,
2: I've already asked Kyle if he had any final words. We've already heard enough from him, and I'm, I'm about to say we've heard <laughs> He's enough about from you. To cut me <laughs> off. Fair enough. Fair enough. Any uh, any um, any good information and in closing comments you'd like to share? Yeah. Constructive. I, constructive for other people, not not
0: not Sean directed, but uh, yeah. You know, uh, it seems strange to say it since it's, it's just May now when we're recording, and it'll be June when we release this. Um, but uh, as summer is here, scouting, the new season, is just around the corner. So it's never too early to start thinking about, you know, what is your calendar going to look like in the fall? What leaders are you going to have? That you're, if you're in Cub Scouts, your Dens. Are there any, um, if you're in Scouts BSA, are there any new parents that have crossed over you need to cultivate for committee or assistant Scoutmaster roles? Those are always good, and and I I know I I know I for one will be doing that as a den leader with some of my groups as we try to grow into a pack possibly, and and so um, just remember, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, even thousands of kids in this uh, Tennessee Valley depend on each of you every day for what you're doing um, to support their
3: programming. So thank you. And don't forget about uh, summer activities. Yeah, Summer activities are always fun in scouting. What my favorite thing to do is, is we call them the Dragon Den because they're dragging along with their brothers and sisters through scouting until they get to the right age. (laughs) But we love to welcome um, some kids that we know are going to be Lions in the upcoming year in Cub Scouts and go ahead and get them registered up. Uh, over the summer, so they can go ahead and start participating in rain gutter regattas and trips to the zoo, or maybe a lookouts game with your different units. Um, so, just a good idea to if you're in Cub Scouts, go ahead and and be thinking about some of those kids that are about to make their way into kindergarten as well. Great point. Great point. All right,
2: gentlemen, another uh, great podcast today, and uh, we will get back together
3: in the month of June. So live from Skymont. Uh oh, is it time again? It is. Yeah, next month we're headed to SkyMod.
2: SkyMod, episode two, Redemption. (laughs) The 50th anniversary, (laughs) not the 100th. (laughs) All right, on that note, we're going to say this. That's going to do it for this edition of Scout on Chattanooga. Go to our Scout on Chattanooga Facebook page for any suggestions or comments about today's podcast click on the subscribe button at your favorite podcast platform for all future podcasts for jared pickens Come Master kyle i'm sean whitfield and thank you for listening
1: this has been another episode of scout on chattanooga presented by the cherokee area council bsa To learn more about scouting in the Tennessee Valley, join a unit, or donate and become a friend of scouting, visit CherokeeAreaBSA.org. And be sure to join us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And use the hashtag TNGA Scouts to stay up to date with the youth leaders in our area.